Welcome to episode 10 of Hardcore on Tour, Stories from the Van. I am your host, Brian W. Fleming, the vocalist and drummer for Rigtime. And as every single episode, I am in the van, on tour, on location, currently in Lincoln, Nebraska at the Royal Grove, playing tonight with some awesome bands, including Orthodox and Boundaries. And I also have uh, someone from Regime in here as well. Hi. Might as well bring it up. We're, we're doing a triple triple play today. So I will go around the van and you guys can introduce yourselves and what you do. I'll start with you. Oh, uh, I'm Adam and I sing for Orthodox. I'm Matthew and I sing for Boundaries. I'm Nathan and I'm filling in with Boundaries, but I sing for Regime. So, how, uh, how did this whole tour come about? Were you guys hit up or was everybody friends and just kind of connected with it? Like, was this something put together by an agent or? It was ultimately put together by an agent um but i am i to summarize it basically my the band i used to play in played i am's release shows for hard to kill and i kind of helped convince them that they were worthy of a headliner <laughs> they didn't think they could do it and i was like guys this record's killing you. you're gonna be fine mm-hmm. and since then, they've I, Andrew hit me up every couple of weeks, like, "Yep, we're still working on it, still working on it." And they kept getting other, you know, hold the dates for bigger things. And finally, they're like, "All right, June's the one." And boom, the lineup was here. Cool. So, so boundaries and Orthodox knew each other prior to this tour, or no? I uh, in a very limited way. Yeah. Um, we are connected mostly through their latest edition, which is their guitarist Austin. Um, we met him years and years ago on our first tour ever when we played South Carolina, which mm-hmm. is where he's from. He has since been as mobile as possible playing in Orthodox, which they're from Nashville. Um, he has another band with another guy named Marcus called The Dozen Black Roses, also based out of mostly Nashville. It's where they write and record. Um, so that was always sort of the thing that kept us tethered to Orthodox. And then we met I Am because a few tours ago we stayed at their guitarist Chris's house mm-hmm. while we were just in the area kind of became closer through that and then once it started circulating like hey we might be doing a headliner Andrew was pretty vocal about like wanting us on it and then it just sort of all uh, came together because we were all so willing and all already knew each other to some extent cool and uh, Nathan we already sort of discussed this but uh, how did you come into play here because obviously I met you through Regime Mm -hmm. uh, when we played together back in Kentucky a few months ago. Uh, I've known Corey, the guitar playing Boundaries, for a few years. We've been friends on Facebook for seven years, but I didn't meet him until two years ago. Isn't that weird? And uh, (laughs) we were... He posted on Facebook, hey, can anyone tour? And I wanted to comment, like, yeah, I can. I don't know what we're talking about, but I can. But I realized that people do that, and they'll comment and be like, uh, yeah, I'd like to tour, but I don't have any gear, and I've never toured before. Uh, and I wasn't going to be one of those people that commented. And then half an hour later, we were playing Xbox, and he was like, do you want a tour? And I said, yes. <laughs> and You're easy to convince. Yeah. At two weeks' notice, we left for a uh, 33-day full U.S., mm-hmm. and I didn't know any of the rest of them at all. Right on. So where did this, this tour start? Or obviously there were some routing dates, but um, or there was routing dates for boundaries, correct? Yeah, we've been out since the 27th. Okay. And, and then met up with everybody 
the first? Day one was June first at TNT Fest in Texas. Yeah. Cool. How was that? Unreal. Pretty surreal. Yeah. That's like because uh, I who was on that? I'm trying to remember now. <clears throat> Power Trip was the headliner. Yeah. And then they were on it. I mean the the list was pretty pretty good lineup, mm-hmm. yeah. Um but it was Power Trip, Bitter Rain was direct support, and then I am us uh, creeping death, purgatory, no victory, karma, boundaries, of course, joy. Did they give uh, us helmets with admission? Peace Jesus of mind. Christ. It was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> what was yeah. it, like 16 bands or some shit? Might have been more, man, honestly. What time was, did it start? No. Dude, I don't know. We got there at 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a long day. I think yeah. first band yeah. was like 9 a.m. load in. I think we played it. We played it like 9 p.m., I'm yeah. pretty sure. That was a long day. It was, very, it was the longest day yeah. of my fucking that life. That sounds like a fucking killer. It was also 10 trillion degrees, mm-hmm. and there was lightning falling around <laughs> us. Oh, and then by the time, I want to say purgatory started, uh, hell started falling from the sky. Yes. I mean, actual monsoon, like flooding into the back hall that led to the stage, which was yeah. cool because then nobody stood outside to smoke during the band. So yeah. was wild because... Personally, I've seen heard many stories of artists being shocked through microphones when the power goes out. Mm-hmm. So that was in my head for a little bit of our set, but I don't know. That'd it be was crazy. Uh, yeah, well, I was watching you guys side stage, like wow, they're crushing it, and then like fall flat. No, that that uh is pretty badass though. By the time that the night was all said and done, I think there was like twelve to thirteen hundred people. Damn, it was yeah. really strange That's to start cool. the tour with that because yeah. usually you you kind of you load the back end of a tour mm-hmm. to like, because now you have like the drive home and you're not playing any more shows to bring in more money. Mm-hmm. So you want the good one at the end yeah. to get you home. But then instead we started with a fucking festival. in yeah. I Am's home. Yeah. Started in cool. Dallas. Dude, we I had, Am's set was, oh my was God. nuts. <laughs> Same with Creeping Death. We had to follow Creeping Death and mm-hmm. that still was probably the most stressful thing we've done on this tour. <laughs> that band is on a different level. It's funny. I didn't tell them this, but like we played with Insurgents on two of these dates, and mm-hmm. one of the shows we had to play after Insurgents, and I was actually it was like I don't want to play after this band. <laughs> like they're fucking dope. I think those guys were, they stuck, they stayed behind. They played Detroit the day we played the day before we played Detroit, and then stayed back to go to our Detroit show. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think that's that, so cool. I think yeah, that sounds right. Cool. I have a ton of their merch. Because they always do like five dollar sales mm-hmm. for like three different shirts. I just they had like a King of the Hill one. And I was like, I want that now. So. <laughs> They're such nice dudes too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, back uh, when I did an episode with Filth, it came up that they were super nice dudes. And then I think it's probably been like two episodes since then or something. I keep <laughs> just talking about like they're really nice dudes. <laughs> <laughs> There's worse things to talk about. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> so you guys are from Tennessee, right? Technically, I'm I'm the like root member, the one that started it back in 2012, and I'm in Nashville. But mm-hmm. uh, our drummer Mike White and uh, bassist Shiloh Krebs are in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Because I know Austin, Mike. Austin Evans is in uh, South Carolina, so we're all over. But we're we've always been known as a Nashville band. So that's mm-hmm. just yeah. What's uh What's the scene like in Nashville? Pretty great. Honestly, it's uh, it's not huge by any means. Music, I mean, it is literally Music City. Mm-hmm. So everyone's spoiled. There's seven to eight shows of all genres everywhere in the city at any given night. 
they still all well attended. That's what makes it hard. Is that like <laughs> you have a? I'm guilty of being that guy that when I'm not on tour, it takes a lot to get me to go to a show because mm-hmm. I've just you know this tour we've had one day off, one off day. Yeah, that's all. We have we're one get off too. day, and we have one more before the end of it. So we'll be out playing out 33 days, play 31 shows. Last thing I want to do is go to a show most of the time for at least a while, and. It's a lot. It's like that for a lot of people in Nashville because that is what they do: is they go to shows to network. And if it's not something they can, you know, network or it's not a tour they want to see, it's hard to get them out to. But the overall actual hardcore scene and you know heavy underground scene and such is pretty great. In the fact that we have an, a venue there called the End that's like 250 mm-hmm. capacity and it's the perfect shape and it's so much fun and it almost. I really can't think of the last show of like heavy music that I went to at the end that was not well attended or didn't have a good reaction. Like yeah, I was just a, talking with uh, my friend CJ from the Cambian, and they did a tour with uh, Oceano, Angel mm-hmm. Maker, and Prison, and he said that was a sold out show, mm-hmm. and it was just absolutely nuts. Yep. That was one that he said was like his one of his favorite shows of the whole tour. Yep. So I yeah. always hear good things about that place in general. Nashville definitely makes bands want to come back, and then the city itself is my favorite city, and the world so i think we played nashville once for some reason just i've had a hard time getting booked there uh when i have and we just end up going other places Mm -hmm. and stuff but every time i've driven through it always just intrigues me it looks like such a cool city Mm -hmm. so much obviously there's so much history and things to do there oh yeah and then where where did boundaries start out um is it it's always been very connecticut based um, okay. So sort of the long and short of it is a member who is not here, Zadak. Um, he plays guitar, and he is also he is the Adam to our boundaries. He's mm-hmm. the only original member still. Um, formed the band mm-hmm. when he was like 15, I want to say. He's 20 now. Um, back then, it was just a bunch of high schoolers playing like like Moths of Flames covers and shit, and. Um, Hell yeah. I mean, you guys still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck. <laughs> Things don't change that much. Um, and so, gradually, everyone he was doing that with broke off because they were all losers and couldn't hang. So, <laughs> bro, open that fucking fried rice as loud as you can. It's actually louder and slower and quieter you open it. So, I've been mean to ask, how is that fried rice? <laughs> Welcome back to How Is That Fried Rice? It's great. It's fried rice on tour. <laughs> it's but the one meal you can have enough of in one place to have it for three meals in a day. So. <laughs> and it never tastes bad. So. Um, so then, at that point, that band had all, had all but just dissipated into nothing. Um, but he still really wanted to try to do something more serious as far as like playing shows, uh, like writing an actual album, touring, stuff like that. And um, my project at the time, which, that's how I know Kevin. Kevin and I went to middle school together. I've known him fucking forever. And so we've always been trying to do something musically related. Mm-hmm. And then Corey and Brandon, our guitarist and bassist, they were in a separate project that had also ended around the same time. And so now we had what is an empty shell of a band by having a single guitarist, Zadak, in it, looking for four members and four available members with all of their projects ending but still not wanting to just go do you know normal mm-hmm. life stuff so then we all joined and it was strange joining a band that didn't really have an identity yet 
So we got to, we had the benefit of creating it mm -hmm. and making it very, like seem very much so like ours and like we've always been here. And when I explained to people like, no, none of us are original members and this has, this is not what you think it is. They're pretty much always surprised, which I think is a benefit mm -hmm. because it saved us the time of, I don't know, breaking up and then reforming under a new name. Like we just kind of hit the ground running. We didn't give a shit that there was an old name with old stuff attached to it. We just... We're gonna start new. Yeah. Wrote new stuff. So, how long do you say that you've been that you've been in the band? Uh, we've been touring for like three years, I think. Okay. I think that sounds about right. So I've probably been involved with it for four. Okay. Then roughly. We actually played together once. I don't know if you remember. Uh, What's that place in Orlando? Uncle Lou's. Oh um, my god. Yeah. I think I've only See, ever whenever you say Lou's Uncle Lou's, everybody goes, "Oh my god." Well, I mean, Uncle Lou's. But. Uh, <laughs> No, we uh we hopped on a show. It was I think it was a tour with Boundaries and Degrader. And, okay, um, so that would have been over two years ago then. Yeah, something like I think, that. I, I think that was 2017 or something. But I just remember that was the show where someone got jumped across the street. Oh, he got his ass beat in yeah, the alleyway. Yeah, and yeah. We got out of there pretty quick. We all watched that. everyone, this dude get stomped. And, yeah, uh, it got weird after that. That was, yeah, really weird. And Surprising then, to nobody. And I think it was the headlining band that did it so they didn't play. So. Yeah. Things got shut uh, yeah. shut down in Uncle Lou's show. You literally have to jump the headliner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, that that was uh, that was a definitely memorable show. Um, when did you play Uncle Lou's? Was it uh, last September with uh, Regime did a tour with uh, a band called Hollowfront and a band called Sleepers. Mm -hmm. And I think we headlined and there was that we live streamed it and there was seven fights during our set Jesus it was very funny <laughs> I actually remember at that same show we uh, that, that, that we had played boundaries that I kept going inside mm -hmm. and every time I went inside I got fucking swung at yeah and I was like god damn it I'm on tour I can't go to the fucking hospital right now because it wasn't just like you know, it wasn't just fucking moshing. Like, there was just some straight fists going. Yeah. So I was, like, kind of watching, like, all the bands from, like, the door. Because you had to set merch up outside and everything. Yeah. And back around the corner yeah. near, like, the bathroom. But that is also the exit. Yeah. Um, it's so... It's weird, too, because it's such a tiny venue, but it's such a violent venue. Calling it a venue is a bit of a courtesy. <laughs> it is a living room. A room. It's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> like a butchery shop. <laughs> Meat house. <laughs> Um, so, for this tour, what's some of the dates that have, like, really stood out? Besides the fest, is there some mm -hmm. other, other shows that have... Jacksonville was badass. How was that? Like, was what, that where Nighthawks? would you guys play? Nighthawks, yeah. yeah. Nighthawks was awesome. Really cool reaction. Really cool room. Mm -hmm. Got to play uh, with Minefield, which is a great band. Yep. Also, shout oh, out to yeah. Rhythm of Fear. They weren't there, but... <laughs> shout out, but I was counts. thinking about <laughs> Yeah, no, really. <laughs> uh... What else? Venue cats, at Jacksonville. Oh, the house cats. The oh, cats yeah. that were there. <laughs> I was asleep in the van for most of that show because that was that one day out of every tour where I just felt like absolute dog shit. Oh yeah. Stanhope, New Jersey, was badass. Oh, crazy. Which oh, was, was so much fun. Unbelievable because I'm trying to put this the nicest way, but but fuck Stanhope, New Jersey, basically. <laughs> like that's that place is. Just it's, awful. It's a it's, town separated from time. <laughs> literally, we got <laughs> This dude had massive, pixelated, blown up, not his pictures that he like printed 
and put in cheap frames and hung them on this poorly painted wall and then just snapped at me and Andrew from I Am for putting our racks anywhere near them for merch and then made us put coasters behind the racks to make sure they didn't touch the wall. I didn't know this Holy happened. Holy shit. Yeah. That's well, that's because you guys got there. You guys were running behind that day for some reason. And then... Well, that wasn't a reason. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, but then you guys got there and the locals like were trying to take over the other good spots and we were like, no, Boundaries needs to go here and they put you like around the corner from us. Mm-hmm. Just Behind a weird a place. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I heard nothing but horror stories about Stanhope House. Mm-hmm. And then definitely one of my favorite shows of the whole tour. Big I mean, it was New Jersey. And New Jersey has always shown yeah. us a lot of love. New Jersey is like, Maj's fucking hard for like every fucking band dude New, New Jersey's just like, got a lot of energy and yeah. needs a direction to point it mm-hmm. so if you give them a show I mean like a, we, we were just fucking we're, we're nobody to know you know I wasn't hyper connected with any sort of like social network that mm-hmm. is like the New Jersey scene but the first few times we were out there it was immediate like friendships with people I you know like I want you to come to Connecticut so we can hang out I can't wait to come back so we can hang yeah. out Made a lot of friends really quickly. New That's Jersey's cool. got a lot of love in it and not a lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then the next day was Brooklyn at St. Vitus, which was probably the coolest venue I've ever played. That was the one with Tim, the sound guy. The like the bar that was lit up in red. I, I, keep, I see that venue. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it was the first venue where I Am had their banner. Fucking. You okay, really don't hey, remember hey, Brooklyn. Hey, 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 I'm here. Jesus. All right, I got it. Complete blank. Wow, yeah. No, that was a super fun venue to play. And then the next day was Hartford, where Hartford Boundaries, was I was like just grinning ear to ear watching them play because every single person from the front of the stage to the old guy was standing behind me knew every word. That's cool. <laughs> like, it was unreal. They and sold out that venue back in February for the release show. That didn't surprise me. Nice. Three fifty. It was a lot of fun. That's sick. That's cool. Why couldn't you do it that time? George is worse now. Do you guys feel like, uh, like you know, in your hometowns as well for regime and for Orthodox that you guys have a good support yes. back at home as well? The the East Coast right now is going through some kind of metamorphosis like like uh around 2014 is where things started like dropping off a bit and 3065 one of the biggest venues on the like south shore of massachusetts closed and then right after there was just a resurgence of interest and love and last night my friends in ghost fame sold out like a 200 cap venue for their ep release show and so all of the east coast is just nothing but like angry sad kids who want to go to shows Every time. That's every good. Day. I know. I think. And <laughs> I worked at this pizza place called Dylan's in Brockton, mm-hmm. where I'm from, for like a month. And I left, and then they started booking shows there. So now I go to shows yeah. at this venue I worked at for a month. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for, for, for bands that you guys have seen on this tour, or any tour in general, have there ever been some locals that you'd never heard of, you know, and just their set blew you away that really stuck with you? Life Cycles in Houston. Life, life Cycles oh was absolute fucking they're, insanity. They're playing the last three dates of this, I'm pretty sure, too. All we were the, just the Texas listening th- to them in the van, like, for fun. That was nuts. Um, they're from San Antonio. 
Yes. And then subtype zero in Ohio mm-hmm. was oh my God. better than it's, this tour package. This is the Hammerhead it was 2.0. Stupid it's a good. bunch of kids playing thrash. It used that, to like, be called uh, Cringe. Cringe, yeah. Yeah. And shit. I literally like. Really I good. saved their record on Spotify before we even got on stage. I was like, okay, yep, gonna listen to that later. Nice. That was really good. What part of Ohio are they from? I don't know where they're from. I didn't interact with any of them. Yeah. They were definitely like all high schoolers. Like they were, they're kids, kids. Shit, I think really? I saw one with a tattoo. They, they were complete were... fucking baby faces. I mean, hey. They destroyed. Yeah, it was, it was dumb. Oh, yeah. Dude was making noises with guitars that just didn't make sense. Like it was <laughs> insane. Nice. Who else? Have, uh, definitely expected it, but Karma, when we played with them in Chicago, mm-hmm. was crazy. Seeing them in Chicago, yeah, I bet. And the small room for Sub T was, was, awesome. Um, who else have we played with that was really awesome? There's just been so many fucking shows. Yeah, gosh, I'm having. I literally have the Minefield. shows pulled up right now. I already mentioned Minefield, but yeah, yeah Minefield. Um, we played with them the the first time we ever went to Nighthawks, and again, immediately super friendly. Um, it's always been a little weird being like not a hardcore band that just like we'll take whatever show we can get mm-hmm. I just want to play I just want to be in front of new people and um, so at least for me personally there's always like a little bit of hesitance that is I'm not what you guys are trying to do but do you still appreciate what I'm going for mm-hmm. and immediate, they were super open was like that was great love your band what'd you think about us like you were great what the fuck have you heard of Rhythm of Fear um <laughs> Uh, I just have one in my head that I completely... It just slipped my mind already. Let me look at the... What, where was it? Oh! Trauma Queen. Oh, shit. Sure. Austin's I've, other band, I've heard Trauma, Trauma Queen. Queen. Mm-hmm. I'd never actually gotten to see them until this tour, and they were... You probably saw the best version of them, too. Yeah? Yeah. Dude, they were so solid. It, it got everyone juiced to play this, their sets watching them play. Cool. That was really cool. Uh, oh, and Mike's other band, Natural Selection, mm-hmm, played uh, the same show as Subtype Zero, and that is the heaviest band in existence. Like every, I will put that in the fucking Every universe. band Mike is in is good. Has anyone else ever noticed that? Or I mean, Head Rush sucked, <laughs> but, you know, it is. I guess. Mike was in Head Rush? Yeah, he was the drummer. <laughs> I'm just saying that because I, I, I think the entirety. Because I played one show with Head Rush. He didn't always have long hair. Probably might have met Mike like you three might years have ago. Might, you might have met <laughs> some random fucking shit show in Philly. That sounds about like a head rush show, yeah. Huh. I first met Mike when he was playing in Youth Hostel, and I was in love with that band. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that band. And uh, and then he played in Forest Wars for a while, and I was really good friends with those dudes. And we had played a bunch of shows, and we play we play Cincinnati a lot. That's where, That's where I met you. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So we usually do really well in Cincinnati, and and that kind of area so we ran into each other a few times here and there but you guys did you guys play Cincinnati on this run no no just the Cleveland Lakewood area but that the foundry yeah mm-hmm. Dude, that, road, that right? natural selection set I literally was taking a video of Mike for one of their new songs and like as a drummer I'm able to like tell like okay this phrase is turning he's gonna do a fill into something else so I had it like focused in on his the big old bell he had on his ride cymbal and I was starting to shift it over so I could see what he was going to do and he just kept blasting after and it had already been so long that I just started laughing I was like how are you still doing this <laughs> it was so fast 
And then we haven't played with them yet, but tomorrow we're playing with Fortune's Fool, which is oh, dude. I was awesome. just listening to them on the way awesome. here. Phoenix is a friend, a good friend of mine. Cool. She's a badass. Talk about another super friendly person who was like, look. We all play in fucking uh, bands in an incredibly niche, weird, underground type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most of us have something going on that makes us not great socially. Yeah. Fucking prime example of not great socially. This guy right here. He's the, pointing at himself. Phoenix <laughs> being someone who is, again, super friendly. Yep. Like, that's... If, if you want to make a good impression, just be a fucking human being to me, mm -hmm. you know, and don't make me have to impress you first. Yeah. Because that, that can be a very real phenomenon when you're the fish out of water because you're coming to their state, entering their scene, playing their venue. If you don't already have those connections, it could be very, for like, for playing a show, it can be incredibly isolated. Oh, absolutely. Because you're just standing there not knowing if you're getting side-eyed or is this just the vibe here or who can I approach? Phoenix was super cool. Um, also, Chain of Torment, playing with them. Uh, we met all those guys back when they were in a different band yeah. called Born Sick in Virginia. Oh, I remember Born Sick, yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that was the same band. Yeah, everyone besides, I'm gonna say everyone, but it's really like two or three people. Um, their singer moved to Colorado and started a new band called Chain of Torment. Um, played with them like twice before, mm -hmm. love all of them. Wait, are they playing tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, sick, okay, I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. Another band that, like, every time I see them gets a lot better. Not yeah. that they were ever, like, you know, embarrassing. But it, it's fun watching your friend's band <laughs> yeah. and being like, Is shit, like, last time I saw them, they had more in the tank that they didn't give yeah. us. Because then it makes you excited to see them every time subsequently. And yeah. be like, oh, fuck, how much more is in that tank? It's crazy yeah. when you see a band and you're like, that was phenomenal. And the mm -hmm. next time you see them, you're like, wait, that how was, was better? that better? <laughs> I didn't know you could be better. Exactly. Yeah. And then it kind of gets to a point where you're like, I can't tell them they're the best band in the world every time. Like, <laughs> they're going to think I'm being sarcastic. Cool. That's how I felt about Boundaries. It was literally like, we played with y'all at that Palladium show. Mm -hmm. That was, and yeah, the first with, time I interacted with a lot of yeah, your band. Well, yeah. Because we'd met for at the pizza place in Nashville when you were recording, but and I thought you were being a weirdo. I mean that's <laughs> fine, but uh, no, we played with you guys at the Palladium, and I was like, okay, they're good, yeah, cool. And then like literally day one of this tour, I was like, oh shit, they're bringing it. This is great. <laughs> like it's been substantial uh, improvement in a very short time. It sounds sick. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's hands flying right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you bring up a good point, though, too. Like, you know, uh, when you first meet people and you go to shows, like, sometimes it is really hard to talk. And, you know, like, I started this podcast, and I'm usually pretty good at just telling myself, shut the fuck up, go see if somebody wants to do it, you know. But there are those types of shows where you can show up and maybe, oh, shit, the fried rice. But uh, <laughs> you need fried rice, that's the icebreaker. But, um, that's not a bad one. That's not. Hey, you want some rice in my van? I want some rice. <laughs> some van rice. Put yeah. some fucking rice. See, that's usually what we do. I'll be like, hey, what's up? I'm Brian. I got some fried rice in the van if you want to come have a snack. So, But, uh, you know, do you, do you feel that the more you play shows, it gets easier to talk to people? Or do you think it gets harder? Or, um, I mean, you know, what, what, how do you interpret it's usually like theoretically the way that it works is the more you play shows the more people know your band and that makes it in itself easier to approach people because you're like okay I know that at least some of you are here to see us mm -hmm. so you can at least approach someone knowing like you may not know my name 
but you at least know who I'm associated with, and that in itself is comforting. And then, and you get to come back to the same spot. Yeah, that helps a, few a lot. Later, see familiar faces mm-hmm. and go like, okay, so this isn't a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're here to see something that we're doing, not necessarily you know me or you know my personality or whatever the fuck it is I'm doing, but either us as an act is something that you're interested in or another band on the package, but they weren't here last time, but you've been here twice. You get to play like this this strange social game that is like, I don't think this person hates me as much as I think they do. Jeez. <laughs> uh, mm, I also find that performing is like the icebreaker I always needed in my life. Absolutely. I because agree. I can't walk into a room and hold court and like demand attention. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do it. I'm just going to silently be in the corner. Um, but if I get to have my first interaction with anybody, be them seeing me perform and play, then you've already seen such an incredibly vulnerable and open version of me that just saying hello to you is so hey, much that? easier. What are you playing on your phone, bud? I can't hold court, huh? It I, was raining a lot. I was going to mention the rain video because I just saw that. But... <laughs> I don't like what you're doing right now. <laughs> in case you're wondering, that's Matt who can't hold court in a social situation, shirtless, actually just in his underwear, Yes. wielding a window squeegee outside of a gas station in Des Moines, screaming as cars come in. I'm going to need to get a link to this video to put it in the description of this podcast. At so. Boundary CT on Twitter. <laughs> it's from it's on the Boundaries Twitter. Okay. Not even a personal. Okay. <laughs> it's on the whole thing. Yeah. So I know we're all poking fun. <laughs> but certainly we understand the difference between that and one-on-one interactions. There is absolutely no difference at all between them. I <laughs> hard disagree. <laughs> Um, that was a one-on-one with the with the rain. With God, God. With the that was one-on-one with God. <laughs> um, I, but like in what like that's performing to me, you know? It's yeah, no, that that wasn't right. me talking to someone and being like, how do they feel about my sense of humor, or am I making too much eye contact? What am I doing with my hands? That was just go out, be a force. And I also had no one to impress. It was just a bunch of people driving by. I don't give a shit. You, you know? probably I mean, impressed them, though. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's also like performing is literally a different part of your brain. Yeah. That's why people like... Like, I've had people uh, say it's, it's like, there's home Matt and like that version of him that I know who just sits in his room and plays video games. And then there's tour Matt. And it's like, yes, no, that's I mean, correct. Yeah, literally, I like... I don't feel like myself unless I'm on tour, to be very honest. Like, I feel weird at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I feel like I'm much healthier version of myself where there's a I think it's because you don't have stress of responsibilities in the same place every day for sure that that definitely tour is very there's a problem here is a way to solve it and usually those problems are like you know I am doing that right now exactly Uh, our fuel fuel pump gave out in the middle of a street in the pouring rain in Des Moines in like in your average every day there's a lot of opportunities to give up or put something off and not deal with it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's a lot of avenues for escapism because you're in the comfort of your home. Go watch a movie, go hang out with friends, go play a game, go do something like that. When your life is the vehicle you're in and the ability to get to the next show, if something goes wrong, there is no putting it off. There is no distraction. Mm-hmm. It's holy shit, all hands on deck, which absolutely when you're solving those problems regularly, I mean, it's a good feeling. It makes you feel like you're actually 
not just goofing off with your friends, which tour is sometimes known to feel like. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know how many jobs have been like, how was your vacation? It's just like, oh, kind of kind of suck my Christ. dick. Yeah. Because that was, that was, was oh, yeah. man, you have to go on tour. It must be oh, so hard. God. Like, yeah, fuck you. I get I, that same thing. Because it's like, <laughs> like, okay, so like last night we played Texas, drove nine hours here, mm-hmm. barely fucking slept. Tonight we have a nine-hour drive to our next show. Same. Yep. Oh. Right after that show, we have to drive three and a half hours home. A guitarist works at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. and I work at 1 p.m. It's like there's no fucking vacation. Like it's it's just go 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 go. And I get asked that too. Like oh yeah, you were out on tour. Like no, I was out on my fucking job, my other career. It's like, fun because I like it. It is not inherently yeah. fun. And you no, can enjoy it's a terrible time. Another job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I tell people like what if you were to just give no context to what happens on a day to day basis, people would be like oh that's that's awful. Mm-hmm. You do that so you can play. You haven't showered in music. how many days? Yeah. Oh, I'm on I've day showered six right now. We did all I've this showered, to play I think, twenty minutes. Five times yeah. on this tour, you maybe cra- six or seven. You had crackers for breakfast and lunch. Is that what you're telling me? I'm on. Right. I'm on my third fried rice in two days. <laughs> we went to a buffet because we're rich. Yeah. So. I heard <laughs> mm-hmm. Mongolian. So st- yeah. So crazy. So are you guys playing the roulette of who pukes first? Or? Oh, come on. Uh, no. I'm feeling fine. <laughs> yeah. I didn't take a three-hour nap immediately after eating. Spoiler <laughs> alert, I did. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Bo. Yeah, yeah, I died on the floor of the van. Like a, just a cadaver. I wasn't even comfortable. <laughs> Excuse me. So, um, you know, again, with, with, with talking to people and stuff at shows, do you... Um, do you guys ever have days though where it is a lot harder than others, just for oh, no reason yeah. whatsoever? Like that you, just comes with being a person, with yeah. being creative, especially. Yeah, um, my left brain is nowhere near as big as my right. So yeah, I noticed it's a little. Yeah, it's a little. Awesome. Is that what that bulge is? <laughs> no, that's just the cowlick that's really fucking annoying. <laughs> what do you think I'm wearing a hat? I literally buzz my head not because it makes me look more intense on stage, but it's because I'm tired of dealing with. Dude, your head was. Shaped at the beginning of tour. I know it grows oh like a weed. Do you I need just a clipper? I got hair. I I don't. I shaved the the bass player of Crafter's head in the middle of the street in Bismarck, North Dakota. <laughs> I ran a fucking extension cord from inside the venue out into the street and shaved nice. it. <laughs> the guy that uh, good old man named Chris Lane, who sang for a real shitty band named Head Rush, actually cuts my hair. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to uh, get our ass kicked. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he sings for a band now that everyone should listen to called Glimmer. That is... That's a good name. Terrifying. It's Daniel Colombo's band. Daniel plays guitar for that. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's literally... The the most, like, notable reference I could, I could put it towards is, like, Nails and, like, Coke Bust. Okay. And, like, nice. crazy shit like that, like... Minute songs if it's a long one. That sounds fucking <laughs> awesome. It's him. It's Chris Lane. It's Daniel Colombo playing guitar. Daniel Colombo, if you don't know, is the guy that recorded, mixed, and mastered not only Orthodox's Sounds of Loss, but Boundaries, My Body and Bloom, mm-hmm. uh, which they knocked out instrumentally. I don't know if you got all the vocals done or not. Uh, knocked out the whole recording process in three days, mm-hmm. which is absolutely ridiculous. But also, uh, he played. Guitar for the Mongoloids, uh, Suburban Scum, Incited, Jeez. and uh, Grenade Face, if you know that. Um, 
Oh. We're looking at something. Great. So that's going to be cool. Sorry, we just found out that I am. I am might not be making it to the show. They replaced their fuel pump and their van still won't start over. Rochambeau for who plays last? Right now? Well, thankfully, this podcast will be released uh, many weeks after this show. Uh, Two out of three or one? Just one, man. We got it right here. We got Orthodox and Boundaries fighting for who plays last. For who plays last. Two on one, Bub. (laughs) <laughs> you ready? I've got an orthodox now. So. All right, so it's going to be three, two, <laughs> two one, two. Yep. yep, okay. You're last. Oh, shit. <laughs> Boundaries headlining tonight in Lincoln, Nebraska. Odds I'm you off. play last. We just did something uh, else. Uh, odds you play last. One and two odds on you. Uh, three, two, one, two. two. Fuck. Well... <laughs> Great. Where are we at now? The stalemate? <laughs> Neither of us play. We all go home. That's where we're at. <laughs> and then Greg from the Mongolia just texted me. So what the hell is going on? As we're talking about Daniel playing him. All right, idea. Anyways. So we play, then leave, come back in, different outfits, claim to be I am, take their guarantee. <laughs> we are I am. This is Texas. Yeah! You guys should just start an improv band tonight called I'm Not. I want them to do a <laughs> shirt with like... I told Andrew he needs to make a shirt with like a really bad face from some live shot that Cam gets on this tour and just have their logo say, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. But yeah, listen to Glimmer. That's what I was getting at. That's Glimmer TN as in Tennessee.bandcamp.com. It's also on Spotify, but it's probably harder to find. So. so we'll wrap up here in a bit and we'll go inside and figure out this crazy shit that just happened. Yeah. Um, but before. Dude, drive straight to call. That's if they can drive straight to anywhere. Yeah, they may just have to go to Kansas City. It's not like it's fixed, but we'll be late. It's 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 not not fixed. fixed. (laughs) Jesus. See, this is actually really cool because this is exactly what it's like to be on tour. Yeah. You know, and that's what this whole podcast is about is what it's like to just be on tour and be in a band. Doors are open. Doors are open and the headliner's not coming. Yep. Shit happens. It sucks. At least we have... Fried rice. Yeah, we got fried rice. <laughs> At least, yeah. That's, so, that's real quick, what are you listening to lately? What bands are you super oh, fucking geez. into? Okay, I have to look at Spotify. Yep, to be I'm already opening it. Hold on. Uh, I listen to Balance and Composure. Nice. I listen to the Attack on Titan original soundtrack. <laughs> I listen to... Uh, uh, music. Oh, music. Dude, music is sick. Have you heard Absence of Mind? Yeah, it's absence of mind. Or if that's what it is, mind. absence of mind. Okay, fucking Dustin from Peace of Mind. I just mm-hmm. did an episode with him, mm-hmm. and we talked about it a little bit. And he played it for me when we saw him the other day because we played in, yeah. in uh, Tulsa. And he's like, "Have you heard this record yet?" I'm like, "No." And he is fucking awesome. So I keep forgetting I should pull up my fucking Spotify right now. I'm gonna say, say that, that. yeah, because yeah, I need to absence of mind. Yeah, yeah, that the, was uh, awesome. I used to play drums in. Purgatory, and the last tour that I did with them was with was with Absence of Mind, and I absolutely love those guys. Right they on. are great. But is that the one that's going out on the um, the Typecast Vatican run? No. There's a third band on that. I thought it was Absence of Mind. I don't know. I'm wrong. Is it Foreign Hands? I thought it was. Like no, a, that was last year summer. It was. Fair. But shout out Foreign Hands, anyways. Yeah. Which Tyler from uh, Trauma Queen is also in. Shout out Tyler. Is it Tyler or is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Anyways, what are, what are you listening to? You go next. Um, so I have the dog shit fucking 
new Spotify apparently, so I can't look at like my massive list of <laughs> oh, recently shit. played. But From um, yeah, that updates. Weird. I have it now. If you want me to, oh, the new Fuming Mouth record. Yep. Um, I mean, it's just it sounds like the world falling apart. Yeah. It's it's a release I've really been looking forward to ever since they put out the the first couple of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that version of like. I'm gonna call it like anti thrash, where it's like, <laughs> it's just because it's not like doom in like its sense of speed, but mm-hmm. it's like doom in its sense of atmosphere and vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is so gloomy, and it just it, it it feels like I have like a window directly into like the asshole of hell, <laughs> and like I don't need to go in there and feel like endangered. But I, can, I have a really good idea what's going on in there. That record is a must listen. If you, I mean, I know we were talking about bands like Rhythm of Fear and shit. Like, uh, if you like crossover mm-hmm. and if you like stuff that sounds like chainsaws, like mm-hmm. if you ever listened to like the band End or, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Nails. Black Breath. Yep. Um, nice. And people just, don't talk about Black Breath anymore. We talk, we started this band. tour talking about Black Breath. I, I went through their entire <laughs> discography on the first long drive I did of this tour. It's so good. God, I miss that band. Um, so besides that, a lot of Alice in Chains. Um, Hell yeah. Well, what record? I just said a lot of it. I mean, yeah, a lot better, of it. Yeah, but like, like the, the, the self-titled? Well, Facelift is the one that has the fun it's, song. The self-titled. Self-titled. You done yelling at me, or because I, I thought I was talking about what I've been listening to. Subtitled. Um, Corey, our guitarist, has been listening to this. I don't know if it's a band. I don't know if it's one kid. It's called Bad Luck. Mm-hmm. Um, so fucking good. Um, more like balance and composure type vibe. A lot of acoustic shit. Um, the kid kind of sounds like Gerard Way, but like preteen. Mm-hmm. Um, just. Crazy whiny shit that just a twenty-five-year-old should not be listening to, but it's all I've been listening his to. His voice nice. is crazy. Yeah, that his range is. I mean, you listen. Like, if you want to be sad, toss on some bad luck. Nice. That sounds um, like a perfect name then for the way you describe it. Yeah, man, it's not a bad name. Yeah, I'll I'll end with fuming mouth, uh, bad luck, and. Also, a lot of Needle Under the Nail, which is not really a band anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we played Brooklyn, I had the pleasure of meeting a man named Kyler, who was sort of the creative behind Needle Under the Nail. He used mm-hmm. to live in Florida, then he moved up here, and now he's moving back. He's also in a band called Blood Bather. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Um, so I wanted to kind of visit his roots of writing to get an idea of like what new Blood Bather would sound like, because I've known... Matt and Jeff and anyone involved with that band, they, they played their first show at, on our first tour, Florida date. So yeah. I've known them for years and years. Um, that shit's crazy. Also listen to his other band called Earth Mother, which crazy is, again, not a band anymore. But if you look up Earth Mother on Bandcamp, you're going to find one of the most insane albums you've ever listened to. It's... uh. What was that band that put out that album, Sunday there? Death Heaven? It's like if Death Heaven wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I'll end on that. <laughs>
Okay. Yeah, those guys aren't going anywhere. <laughs> uh, well, I listen to System of a Down like I'm going to go to hell if I don't. So that's my favorite band of all time. I'll just start with that. Hell yeah. I couldn't tell. Dude. You couldn't, yeah. really? No. A part of me could. That's so wild. so I, I'm talking to someone else who knows every single System of a Down song, even B-sides and shit like that. I'm happy. <laughs> I'll uh, show you this real quick. It's my merch collection. Did you have that up and Holy ready to go? Holy shit. Huh? Did you have that ready to go? I, no, I just, I just have a, a, a that, like, separate thing. Is in that my... like 30 System of a Down shirts? Oh, it's more than that. Do you just I just take a picture. Collect them? Yeah, eBay mainly. Do you but, wear them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, so, yeah, System of a Down. Uh, I've been listening to the new Dinosaur Pileup record's awesome. Uh, it's called Celebrity Mansions. It's, if you like, probably the most notable band that's, like, known into people who listen to this. I would say if you like culture abuse, listen to Title or to, uh, Title Fight. What the hell? <laughs> also listen also to Title Fight. Title Fight. <laughs> Jesus Title Christ, Fight. if you don't listen to Title Fight, just don't talk to me about music. <laughs> but, uh, usually listen to Dinosaur Pileup. Uh, also love uh, Daniel Caesar and Anderson Pack's new record is fantastic on the like soul side of things, along with D'Angelo. And then I don't really listen to that much heavy music, as you can tell yeah. from me talking about this. Like Billie Eilish and Ariana Grande, I've been listening to a lot. And then Vince Staples, who's a straight edge rapper, who is hard as shit. Nice. And. The new daughters record because mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. want to talk about. I've seen this. so many daughters shirts this tour. Dude, it's pretty cool. The record's called "You Won't Get What You Want," and the first time I heard it was last winter. Mike and I were doing a tour, or doing a tour, doing a uh, drive through. I think it was like Kansas in the middle of the night. So basically, means you see the road and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And he played that record for me, and that was the first time. In the longest time. That's probably the first time since maybe when I was in like high school that a record made me feel unsettled. Nice. I genuinely did not feel comfortable. Like to the point where once we finished it, he started to show me their other stuff and I was like, I, I can't right now. I literally can't. <laughs> and yeah, that album is... I feel like there's no gray area. You're either all about it or you never want to hear it again. Mm-hmm. But um, that's, I feel that's a really good way to explain that, Ben. Yeah, and then the Absence of Mind record is awesome. Uh, Chamber recently sent me their stuff they're putting out through... I've been playing that a lot because the new songs they're releasing with that are just upsetting. (laughs) They're so good. Uh, Creeping Death, because that's one of the best bands of all time. Same with Breaking Wheel. Is that something that's out yet? What? Chamber releasing through... You might have just oopsie. I did just oopsie. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so make sure to hold this off until they're all already... right. I'll hold this one off. Yeah. So. Fuck. <laughs> My bad, guys. Maybe I'll go in and put a beep. I'll just put some beeps over it. That, and, yeah, uh, actually, if you could, and everyone will be great. like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" And they're like, "Oh, I guess you don't know." Chamber releasing through beep beep beep. There goes my no editing policy. Yeah. <laughs> beep, beep, uh, beep beep beep. Yeah, I no, think I just I was, fucked myself, so I'm yeah. done talking. No, I was now. just thinking too. I was like, hmm, I didn't Sorry. see that. Those guys are like my old, like I lived with those guys for a while, so like that's been something that I've heard about for so long that it just for, I forget that it's yeah. not a thing. So well, it's expected. Sorry. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's they're good. <laughs> yeah, but 
Cool. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what happens when you eat too much fried rice. Yeah. So, 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 back to the beeps. I want to talk about the beeps a little more. If I say that band's name like 40 times in a row right now really fast, will you beep everyone? No, then you can just go fuck yourself. I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I was wondering. I was wondering if I could put a series of beep, 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 beep in the, in the, in the podcast. I'll keep the name. I'll just take out the, the label. The other thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the special part you can't know. So. Special K. Yeah. The special K. But, okay. We're going to end this. We're going to go inside and get this show on the road and figure out who's headlining. Um, can you go this is, Yeah, we could. Why not? We've done it before. But uh, this is episode 10 of Hardcore on Tour Stories from the Van. I have been in the van with Orthodox, Boundaries, and Regime. And if you dig it, make sure you like, share, comment. Let me know who you want to have on an episode in the future. Maybe you want to be on an episode. Tell your friends and stay tuned for more. Thanks, guys.